Hello and welcome to the Athlete Plus Network. It's the official podcast network of the Institute of Coaching Excellence, a research and education outreach center in the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida. I'm Kevin Carr, CEO of ProtoCO and Professor of Practice at UF, and I serve as the host of the hit show, which stands for How I Transition. This podcast is devoted to talking to current and former athletes on and off the court, field, track, diamond, and the special people behind the scenes who support these elite individuals, athletes, coaches, the teams, the organizations. And we'll hear all about their story of transition to educate us all, the listening audience, to really advance the profession of coaching and elite athletes and supporting them. It's going to be a great show today because we have a college and NFL great Justin Forsett coming to us from the great state of Florida, particularly Lakeland, Florida, and one of Polk County and the UCAL's finest, Justin Forsett. Welcome to the hit show, Justin. No, I appreciate you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. You know, man, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention your your bio real quickly here. Of course, we're going to get into it, but of course, you are a All-American football running back. You also were in the NFL. You played a number of seasons. Obviously, you started at the University of Cal and you were drafted by the Seahawks in the seventh round in 2008. You also played for the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Ravens, the Lions, and the Broncos. Your best season, obviously, you were selected into the Pro Bowl and you had career highs, 230. 35 carries, rushing yards of over 1,200, eight touchdowns. Man, I could go on and on. You got it going on. Welcome, welcome once again. So as I start you, Justin, tell us about your background, being from Lakeland, Florida, to going to the Golden Bears and then to the NFL. Give us that walkthrough if you can. Yeah, no, more than happy to. I appreciate the intro again. Appreciate you having me. So I, I, I grew up, I was born in Lakeland, Florida, Lakeland Regional Hospital, uh, grew up in a small town next to Lakeland called Mulberry. And so uh, grew up in a town of 3,000 people. Not a lot of people make it out to accomplish their dreams and goals and aspirations in life. I knew uh, coming from humble beginnings, uh, it was going to take a lot for me to make it out. Uh, my family, my parents are, were both in, both in the home. Uh, I was a middle child. Uh, I am the middle child of of three boys, and we had a lot of obstacles early on that I had to overcome. Uh, I, you know, we had three different challenges. Uh, you know, bouncing around from place to place growing up, and then uh, you know, me getting into sports and wanting more for myself, and knowing that you know I was a undersized uh, kid. I was always the shortest. Um, usually the smallest kid, never the biggest, fastest, or strongest, but just had a lot of heart and had a, a passion to uh, to have to to do more for myself and for my family. So I saw a guy named Barry Sanders one one day uh, in the NFL and watched mm-hmm. him play with the Detroit Lions, and I watched him dip and dash through defenses. I watched him electrify stadiums throughout the country, and just like thought to myself, like, man, I, I want to do that. Like that's that's gonna be my my vehicle out and right um and I I did it I knew I I knew I had faith but I had to put the work in uh, as soon as I stepped on the field 
I was reminded of my so-called limitations that I wasn't big enough, fast enough, or strong enough, but just kept persevering, working as hard as I could, excelling at the controllables in life, my, my attitude, my effort, my preparation, and uh, started thriving early on and producing all the way up from, you know, Pop Warner to middle school to high school where I started to, you know, really start to take it to the next level. But 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 from, I want to say, my sophomore year, my freshman, sophomore year, I was playing varsity and then my family decided to uproot us and move us to Texas my 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 junior year and senior year. So I moved out to Arlington, Texas, finished out there and uh, got a scholarship from uh, from UC Berkeley. Uh, but that was after a lot of uh, rejection and uh, a lot of other things that stood in my way. Mm. Wow. You know, you talk about things that happened along the way. You saw people, you emulated uh, you talked about these articles, those three things. I love you mentioning those. And then, you know, for us, as we try to grow um, as uh, higher levels of our excellence, like you have, you know, what are some of the things you competed with so many teams, you had to prove yourself over and over and over. And then you obviously describe, you know, coming into the NFL, knowing that, um, you were undersized. What are some of the takeaways that you gain that you can help other people who want to go to the highest level, who need to get over some of the ups and downs of success to really get to, you know, that highest level that possibly can, no matter what they do? Sure, sure. I, I, I would say, you know, because of my whole journey, my whole story, I was doubted uh, uh, every step of the way. For the most part, even you know going into the NFL, you know being a seventh round draft pick, and you know throughout my NFL journey, I was fired six times uh, throughout my my career. But what I've come to know is that uh, greatness grows best in the shadows, is what I like to say. So we don't get our greatest mm. gains in life. Say that again, Justin. Uh, Break that yeah, yeah. down for us. Greatness grows best in the shadows. So what I mean by that is we don't get our greatest gains in life when we're at the top of the mountain. We get our greatest gains in life on our climb and our pursuit to the top. Those moments where we're constantly being stretched and pulled and we have to dig deep within ourselves and pull out things that we didn't even know existed in order to take us to the next level. And uh, those moments of tension, those moments of obstacles, those moments of uh, adversities and hurdles that I had to overcome, I embraced those moments. I used those moments to refine me and not define me. I used those moments to help push me closer to my dream. I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. When things happen, I embraced it and said, okay, this God, this is what's happening right now in my life. Uh, I'm going to figure out ways to, to, to use this for my advantage. And that was the mindset that I had to have in order to have success. And I believe if you want to have success, anybody wants to have success in any industry, you got to have that mindset because adversity, adversity is inevitable. It's going to come up and uh, we just got to learn how to shift our perspective around it. Man, I feel like running like a marathon right now. <laughs> I feel like I can climb that mountain. That's, that was that was powerful. And I, I don't kid when I say that you said, you know, you let it, um, you know, refine you, not define you. I think we get hit with a, a body blow. We get hit with the hand that we're dealt in life. And some people say because of my mom or because I'm from here or we didn't have the money or we didn't have the education, you know, they use those as crutches. And I, I really love what you said, um, because you, you talk about being undersized. You talk about being from Mulberry, not Lakeland, which I do know okay. uh, about Mulberry. Okay. Um, you know, those things are, I think, 
people use those often to 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 set themselves back even before they give themselves mm-hmm. a chance. They don't give themselves the permission, and it's so um, poignant that you put that out there because we all know a a person who was way better than us and should have been there, yep. right? We know that homeboy or young lady or the kid that was valedictorian predicted to be this and that and didn't get there. Um, so, I mean, do you feel like you've seen that and you've been able to use that um, even with other people? Because you, it sounds like you got a little motivational speaker in you, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I do have uh, that portion of my, uh, of at least my business in which I, I do a lot of corporate speaking, keynote, but I mean, I'm just really passionate about, you know, the things that I've been able to learn throughout my journey um, and learning how to not uh, fall in love with results, but actually the process uh, is what's critical. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just like I want to I want I feel like my calling in life is to inspire and encourage those around me to help reach their potential. So if I can take the pain that I went through to use it as medicine for somebody else, that's what I want. out of my life at the end of the day. Like I want somebody to say, man, Justin had an impact on me in a real way that changed the trajectory of my life and helped me reach my potential. So that's what I'm really passionate about. And I learned that. And, you know, as far as like the, the work ethic and the discipline and the commitment, I just encourage people that your, your consistency will take you places your talent can't. And Anybody can be great for a day. You can have one great game. Anybody can have one great game, one performance, one great test. All of those things are achievable. But will you will you stay consistent when it gets hard? When you will you stay consistent in your training when you don't feel like waking up in the morning and your body is aching and you're sore? Will you push through? When you feel like, man, I'm I'm doing a lot and you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business and you're just mentally drained and fatigued from making decisions on a daily basis that may you know, will determine if your business is going to be a success or not. And you're carrying a lot of weight of other people. You got people on your team and your employees that you're working with that you feel like you're carrying and you don't know if you're going to be able to keep going on and pushing on. So uh, like that consistency, if you can go day in and day out and say, I don't care what I'm up against. I don't care what trial or adversity comes my way. I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to consistently be disciplined and work through it. You're going to be successful. Because that's the only way that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to accomplish the success that I had. I was like, I had my faith. And then I knew that consistency, like no matter what, if it was rain, snow, sleet, whatever, wherever it's happening in my life, I was going to be consistent with the work. Man, I love that. You know, so many people get success confused with like, are you making a ton of money? Do you feel like that? Mm-hmm. Or wh- where do you feel success lies? It's a good question. Uh, so for su- success for me really doesn't uh, revolve around money. It revolves around purpose. So my success is determined if I'm operating in my purpose. So like I I just mentioned, I feel like my purpose is to inspire and encourage people to help reach their potential. If I'm not doing that, I'm not being successful. So if I am doing that, that's where I live and that's where I thrive and that's where I see success. And I think as you do those things, the byproducts are income that comes sure, yeah. in. Now it can be higher for some and higher for other or lower for others, but there's the byproduct of you being able to share your wisdom to help other people. Your byproduct is you've employed people that they can take the job that you've given in that community and they can go 
have a house for their kids or put their kids through school, all those things. So success doesn't mean just yours, right? Would you agree or is it helping others? I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I just, I don't believe that we're here on earth just to consume. Like I, we're, we're, I feel like we're here for much more. And if we're just wasting it, consuming it on ourselves, then I feel like we wasted life. Uh, so, and, and as far as the monetary uh, stuff, you know, you know, accomplishing and, you know, gaining wealth is something that we want to have. We want to be able to change the trajectory of our families. And uh, that's important, but I can't tell you how many millionaires I've been around that were poor on the inside, poor emotionally, poor spiritually, just like they would give it all away Mm -hmm. to have peace, to have joy. Um, So it is not the end all be all. It is a nice to have. Um, It's a nice tool. Money is to be able to provide a way uh, for your uh, family and for your loved ones. Uh, But it's a terrible God. It is a terrible idol. It is a terrible entity in which you have running your life. So that's what I would that's what I would say. Man, that's powerful. Great stuff, man. We could we could stay on that piece for a minute here, but I gotta get you through because you got stuff waiting on you. But <laughs> the thing I want to dig into is um, you know, your transition, as you um looked at your transition, what did you feel you were going to lose and gain? Um, perhaps you weren't thinking about the game part. Did you struggle with what you were going to lose by leaving football? And then did you not struggle? Maybe you said, man, there's an upside to this thing. I'm going to be picking up this or that on your way to eventually saying, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. What what was that battle that, that was going on inside, the battle of the mind? For me, it wasn't much tension because I started the transition early. Uh, I was very proactive about what the transition was going to look like for myself. I, I, within my first couple of years, I was fired, I want to say twice, or two, two or three times throughout my, my first few years in the NFL, two, twice in the first season, uh, my rookie season. So I started thinking about, okay, what's going to be next, Justin, if football isn't it for you? Uh, so I started putting in the work. I started thinking about what my talents and what my gifts were. Um, and what would be the best step for me going forward if football didn't pan out. Uh, now, it ended up, you know, prolonging. I ended up playing, you know, nine years uh, in the NFL, but I started my business while I was playing, and I was thinking about, wow, I can do what I love to do. Um, I got other talents and gifts that I that I have that could be useful in the world and in the work at market, marketplace, and I was excited about getting that. What I was – I felt like what I was gaining – um, on this side was more than what I was leaving behind. And, you know, I love football. I love the game. I love the team, uh, the locker room setting. That's something I knew I was going to, you know, lose. There's no place like a locker room, uh, just that connection uh, that you have with, you know, your fellow teammates and your brothers inside of that space. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a brotherhood. And so I knew I was leaving that. And that was probably the, the hardest thing to struggle with. But, I was so excited about what was ahead of me that it was really hard for me to focus on what I was going to lose. So, Bridges, how did you come up with um, your first um, entrepreneurial endeavor? And was it what we think the obvious was? A lot of people, of course, you've created Hustle Clean before that. The shower pill, was that your very first or 
did you know this was going to be it? And that's what you focused on. How did you come about? This? So Shower Pill, yes, that, that Shower Pill transitioned into uh, what we know as Hustle Clean today. But it started with me and a couple of teammates I went to school with at Cal. Uh, we had this concept, an idea. We were working out, training, didn't have time to shower and maintain the proper hygiene throughout the day, every single day and every, after every single workout that we wanted a solution for those moments when, you know, we wanted to freshen up but didn't have time. And uh, so we came up with this disposable washcloth and, you know, I would train at, at my university during the off season and my partners lived there in the Bay, in the Bay Area. So we were already brainstorming. We had this idea and concept and we just started. We worked with the manufacturer. We started researching uh, what it would entail for us to take this to market and basically grew it off Amazon. Just put it there, fulfilled by Amazon. We get the product in, we ship it out to Amazon. They fulfill the orders for us. We work with a little bit, a little bit on the ad side on an ad spend on the platform, but but the business started really to grow. I mean, we we thought, at least with our customer base, that this would be great for athletes uh, that were like us. Uh, but we saw pretty early on that our consumer base was more geared towards uh, active runners and women that were on the go, these soccer moms that were working out and going to these boutique gyms. And uh, we had created a solution for them. And we, we, we doubled down on that and just just started seeing great growth on, in this space. Man, that's amazing. So where, where do you think um, this ideal of being your own boss for you came. You could have obviously used your celebrity to segue into a job. You know, did you have job offers when you were done as well? You could throw that in there. But where did this idea that you wanted to be on your own and have that entrepreneurial spirit? Because that's not for yeah, everybody, no, no. right? No, man. You know, one for me, uh, I, my parents were entrepreneurs. So I had a little bit of that growing up. Uh, I knew that I kind of wanted to carve out my own path. I, I've been coached and told what to do most of my life. And I felt like I've been under some great coaches and leaders and men um, and women that were just, you know, very smart and wise and knew how to run teams and organizations. So uh, I was like, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to step out and, uh, you know, uh, see if this will work for me. And again, I looked at my talents. I looked at my gifts and I was like, well, you know, I, I'm a hard worker. I know what commitment looks like. I know what discipline looks like. I'm a, I'm a storyteller. I love brand. I'm, I marked my my uh, my degree in college was concentrated on marketing and business. So that was my concentration. So it just like well, entrepreneurship is is the path. So so I I did that. Also worked on the speaking side, like I mentioned early on uh, within my career, and thinking about okay, what does this look like for me moving forward. There was times when I also wanted to be in player engagement. I had opportunities in the NFL to be in the player engagement side, which is almost like, you know, the guidance counselor of, of football teams, if you mm -hmm. will, and uh, just helping those guys with transition or on the off the field issues and kind of be that intermediate between the players mm -hmm. and the coaches. So, so those are some of the things, but, you know, business started doing well uh, for us at Shire Pill. We didn't transition to Hustle Clean. And, you know, the speaking took off. So I'm just just like, this is it. This is my lane. And, you know, until God says otherwise, mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Take the athlete development or player engagement or athletic academic advisor. Mm -hmm. Take take that audience real, real sure. quick, because we have some of those people here that listen to this. Take that mindset of that person who's on the other side of the table of an athlete. And help them 
understand what's going on inside the mind of an elite athlete who's wanting to turn uh, pro as a CEO? Like, mm-hmm. how do we how do we help that athlete who may want to become his own boss, but yet is still fixed in the sport, but needs to be starting to think about transition? How do you help that person with how you've seen it on your side? Because now you're doing it and you're living it. Oh, great question. I, I would say you're dealing with people that are very ambitious, uh, people that have had success at a very high level. So they expect that same amount of success in whatever is next, um, but not necessarily having the tools or the know-how in the next space and not knowing that I'm going to have to humble myself and learn and become a rookie all over again um, to another sport or another profession, if you will. And uh, there's a wrestling uh, with that. It's like, you know, somebody that wants to transition, especially you talk about somebody that's an entrepreneur and somebody that's like an operator of a business because there's a difference between being an investor in a business and then an operator, you know, uh, investor in a business, you're, you know, you're deploying capital into a business and it's an investment. You're hoping for a return at a later date, but you're not really putting in a, you know, sweat equity into the business. But if you're operating a business and then the business is dependent on you or you're running it the day to day, you're handling marketing, uh, finance, supply chain, all of those things that come with, uh, with running a company, you're dealing with that. So that some of the athletes have to come to uh, this reckoning of like, okay, what do I want uh, in this next chapter? Do I really, do I want to work um, or do I want to invest as an, entrepreneur, as, as, as an entrepreneur? And that's a different path for different folks, but they just kind of need uh, to be grounded in reality and what's real and what's, you know, glamorized, you know, shows like Shark Tank that's out there. Um, and you know all these other uh, outlets that are that are glamorizing what entrepreneurship is. So I would say they would need that, and then also knowing that you know they have to um, they have to become a student in whatever field uh, that they're that they're going in. So helping them navigate that path, setting them up with mentors. They need help. They need they need as much mentors mm-hmm. as, as many mentors and advisors as possible. Quality, I should say. Not anybody, because anybody's willing to help out a professional athlete. Like uh, that comes with the, right, right, the territory, right? right? That, that we're not hurting for people trying to help us or take advantage of us. So, so putting them when connected with the right people and not knowing who's solid, who's real, who's who can be trustworthy. If you can be, if you if you can help those guys vet that process, that would be huge. Because I was thankful and blessed enough to to be able to run across some really great mentors and advisors to help me transition well. And uh, help me process some of the information, some of these things I was struggling with. Oh man, that's great, and that really helps you know anchor in for those people who are here on our show. You know, take to heart what Justin just talked about because you know, a lot of people are aspiring to work with athletes, and such you know, but really have to take in consideration these are real human beings who are elite minded. They have had a high level of success. They want to continue to have success in their life, but it is a process. There's no skipping around success. You got to get, you know, get right to it and hit, hit, hit it the right way. Can I say something else um, on that uh, too, for those people that, yeah. that want to get into that profession, especially when you're talking about, you know, player development or engagement, player engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're on the college Please side, do. 
like you have to realize like I know this is also a really uh appealing or sexy job or position um by title but by function mm-hmm. it is something that is very grueling um on your body and on your mind uh you are a therapist you are a coach you are uh a confidant you are on 24/7 if you, if you're not creating these boundaries right and being intentional um this is mm-hmm. uh, comes with a lot of stress at time. Um, it is hard in this position when you're dealing with athletes to, you know, uh, separate life and work. So if you're someone that's, you know, trying to invest in relationships and want to get married or you have a wife and you have kids or you have a husband and you have these kids that you're trying to raise, there has to be some boundaries and you're going to be pulled from both. And you have to prioritize what matters most to you, or you're going to go insane. And you're going to lose those things that mean the most to you. So I think that needs mm-hmm. to be, you know, uh, clear for anybody that wants to be in this position. Man, you 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 just walked down 14 years of my NBA vice president player development um, role because I started at a certain level and got to the top. But a lot of people don't realize you the games that you want to watch during Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> As a practitioner, you got to give yeah, those you up. You you work, you on a plane or you at a game and your family is eating their turkey dinner or they're doing Christmas and you're right there with the athletes doing your mm-hmm. work. Uh, so mm-hmm. there is much more to sacrifice and travel, you know, 60% of the time. If you don't like traveling, man, you, you can't be in this yeah. spot um, if you're really going to grow and develop. But key is... Finding the balance. There is a balance. You do have to set the boundaries. Well said, my friend. Well said. I think people look at the glamorous and the title of it, player engagement, athlete development, mental health coach, all that. And you got to make sure that you take care of home for yourself because you can't be as good as you want to be for your clients if you don't do what you need to do. So, man, that's that's you totally killed it right there. I appreciate it. The thing I'm interested in here is going a little bit further with, you know, you getting that big um, break. You got into your product Target, man, over 2,000 stores across the country. Uh, I imagine you're still breaking records. What have been some of the most recent successes that you can talk about or where you think you guys really um, are really showing that you are forced to be reckoned with with their product and where you're trying to go no sure no uh you know we've been blessed in a number of ways i mean this business and this journey has been hard and it's been a roller coaster ride at times but you know we've been able to embrace and endure uh every obstacle that has come our way uh some of the big accomplishments as of late you know we're still in target what is going on now six years in target as a retail partner uh, we just launched an REI this year, which has been a big uh, acquisition for us and working with them, uh, having a partnership with that brand and going into the more outdoor space uh, is, a, is an area that we see great growth opportunity for us, um, especially with some of our core, our hero products. So uh, that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. We have a partnership with the professional soccer team, FC Dallas and uh in, in the Dallas mm. area. So that's been really cool to work with them and get our product out within that community and the soccer community and professional sports space. We also have a, 
uh, a three-year partnership with uh, my university, University of California at Berkeley. So that's been really awesome uh, to work with them on the hygiene side and providing our products to the athletes there. Um, we have some uh, some product. This is uh, a partnership coming up with Dick Sporting Goods where we're launching uh, here uh, this summer. We're super excited about it. a long time coming for us. The, there's a lot of synergy between our customer and our clientele. So uh, that placement is 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 really huge for a brand like ours that's really trying to make a mark within the self care space within uh within sports and fitness. So uh, those are some of the big wins for us as we're trying to dive deeper and being efficient, not knowing what the economy is going to bring uh, for us. Uh, but you know, got our wartime CEO hat on, um, trying to maneuver <laughs> and making sure we're doing the right things by the business being being good stewards. Man, that's so good um, to hear you guys making great um, impact there. As a former athlete and NFL player, you know, what's what's your mindset on this new emerging uh, industry, I would call it, within collegiate sports, mm-hmm. uh, the current state of the NIL and the NCAA? What do, what do you make of it? Uh, I mean, I love it. It's a great opportunity for uh, guys to take care of themselves and their families. <laughs> I was literally listening to the NBA draft, and one of the players uh, before the draft was talking about his big- biggest accomplishment was he was at Penn State and he bought his mom a house. I'm just like, wow, what? That is, you know, that is incredible. <laughs> and the money that they're giving out there, you know, for somebody to be able to buy, you know, their mom a house in college is mind so I'm really excited that the guys will take care of themselves, especially you talk about football being a violent sport. And I've played with guys that, you know, they didn't play past college and it wasn't because of talent. It was because they had an injury. Right. And uh, they were mm-hmm. out so they couldn't see that dream. And, you know, they got a degree uh, in some cases uh, to kind of fall back on. But, you know, wasn't able to make that, you know, they had the opportunity to make the, you know, the big um money that they they thought or the big contract that they thought um leaving college so that that I, I love that you know for us as a brand we've been looking at ways in which we can partner with the uh student athletes because we, you know we were all student athletes as okay. founders and, and, and trying to do it the right way in which you know we're not only going to give them not only giving capital but also insight and uh on our entrepreneurship and how to run a business how to look at pnls and balance sheets and what ebitda means and what market go to market strategy looks like and building a team and make sure that when they do graduate from playing sports that they can transition well. That's awesome. You know, how do you feel um, and do you think the the NIL will affect, you know, athletes coming into the NFL now with some of this stuff, you know, they've experienced that of, you know, like you said, making crazy sure. money enough to buy your parents a house. How does that change uh, mindset coming into the league? Do you think it'll impact the quality and the level and the drive of a player one day because he's got a lot already coming through the door. And I don't know, what what are your thoughts about that? For sure. I mean, I saw it a little bit on my way out in there I mean, and it you know, didn't have NIL, but you see it with social media. Um, a lot of players coming in with a lot of followers and a lot of notoriety and influence coming in and they feel in a sense of entitlement. Um, so you have to deal with that uh, ego you deal with that now more so than when, you know, I came into the NFL, I came into professional sports and it was, a, you know, you got to humble yourself and get in where you fit in as a, as a young buck on the team and, you know, do the, do the grunt work first until, you know, you get to a place in which you can be a leader and, uh, you know, show the, show the way for the younger guys yourself. Uh, when you're coming in with, you know, great followers, 
come in a great follower account, you're coming in with a, you know, a bag or a bit, you know, you've got NIL money coming in, you know, you can lose a little bit of that zeal. Cause you even see it as a professional sport athlete. Like once you get, you let's see guys get a big contract and they made it and then you see performance die off. So you can still see that happening from NIL, from the NIL standpoint of just like, there, there are some guys that will taper it down or feel like, you know, I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to be as committed or disciplined because, you know, I already mm-hmm. made some money. Wow. That's a good point. Great point. We've talked about a lot of upsides, but I imagine you've had some challenges. You know, what's the biggest challenge you faced when it came to, you know, going from child pill to hustle clean? Where, where did you falter, perhaps? And what was, if you can share what it was and then... Mm-hmm. How did you overcome? How did you come back from that? Or did you come back? Yeah, no, it's been it's so many. Uh, <laughs> trying to choose one obstacle. Um, you know, we went through a pandemic uh, in the middle of our brand change, or if you if you will, yeah, in the midst of a brand, a rebrand. Uh, it was 2020. We had it set out to do our, our brand uh, refresh and new logo, new design, new packaging. New product, we're launching into new distribution channels. And in the midst of it, pandemic hits, our supply chain is hit hard. Uh, product is selling off the shelf. Like we're going through four months of inventory in a month. Um, but to get it reproduced, to get it, uh, you know, manufactured, you, you're a small company. There's other bigger brands out there that are, you know, putting money down, big money down to jump in mm-hmm. front of you in line in the, um, in the manufacturing plants and, you know, you know, we're out, you know, I remember we were getting ready to launch into a, uh, a few thousand stores and my manufacturer tells me, you know, three months before the set that we can't finish your order and you just got to figure it out. Right. You know, mm. so uh, that, that's been a challenge. There's been finances and like, you know, not having investment, the capital that you need in order to grow uh, your business, not being able to invest before 2020, you know, you know, we were, and being a black owned brand was something that, you know, was celebrated, you know, to a degree. Um, and people were funding more business, still not a lot, but still less than 2%. Uh, we mm-hmm. talk about venture capital coming to minority owned businesses, but still, uh, you know, it was hard for us, you know, because you got, you know, black founder, former athlete, you know, is this business viable? Are you serious about it? Are you invested in it? Uh, why don't you fund it yourself? Uh, other conglomerates like a PNG or Unilever, they're not buying black businesses. You know, these are things that I've been told. These are things I had to overcome as mm. an entrepreneur and, and navigating this journey from an athlete entrepreneur standpoint. And, uh, you know, it's challenging, but having a good huddle around me, good people, advisors, mentors, and my faith uh, to keep pushing through, and make sure that, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, learn from those experiences and grow and elevate. But it's been a tough journey for sure. Man, that's powerful. I'd be remiss if not talking about probably one of the upsides of your um, life is your family. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a father myself, you know, the crazy schedules. I know what you're dealing with on the other side, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Travel, et cetera, growing a business. How do you balance um, being a father, husband, CEO, man? Yeah, in that regard, you know, it's another good question. And I get often is that it's hard, um, right? Just because, you know, time is the most valuable thing that we have. Um, and we don't know how much of it we uh, will eventually, you know, have in the tank, right? We just, we want to use it wisely. You don't know when that last bit is coming. Um, so mm-hmm. in that regard, you know, I try to be very intentional because I don't believe in balance when it comes to, you know, whether it's work or, family, 
Like I just think you just got to be intentional because it's gonna it's impossible. Like if you're trying to go after something, there's gonna take some type of you know at a certain phase uh, or stage within your career, it's gonna take uh, a healthy obsession. It's gonna take you being maniacal about solving a problem and being dedicated and committed to uh, whatever it is um, that you're going after. And for me, that means I'm giving all that I can uh, at work. Uh, for how much time that I have there, but when I'm home, I'm present and I'm involved in my kids. Uh, whether I'm coaching uh, my kids in flag football, uh, track, uh, my wife coaches on soccer and basketball. Uh, so at a certain time of day, when I cut off and I leave my laptop, it's the, I'm, I'm dad. You know, I'm not taking calls. I'm on, I'm not doing my emails. I'm out there pouring and investing into my relationships that mean most to me and being intentional about it and prioritizing them. So. That's kind of how I look at it. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Um, you know, what's the best advice you've received um, about raising kids? <laughs> about raising kids? Um, <laughs> I would say the best statement I've heard um, uh, it came from, <clears throat> I think his name was Buzz, Coach Buzz Williams, if I'm not mistaken. He's out of Texas A&M, mm-hmm. basketball coach. And he talked about uh, that he wants to be famous in his home. Um, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me because a lot of the time as entrepreneurs and highly driven folks, like in our path to success, our family gets mangled in the process and you forget that your main, uh, responsibility and the biggest gift that you have is your family, is your wife, is your kids. So, so him saying that like, I want to be famous. I want to make sure that my kids look up to me. And, and and hold me in a high regard. Um, that's what resonates with me as as I navigate this journey. Yes, I want to accomplish great things in the business space, in the business world, and beyond in the speaking world. But if I'm not famous in my home, if my kids can't tell their other the other classmates if they're if other if the other classmates are talking about man, my, my, I don't like my parents. My parents are not kind. They never spend time. They spend more time with them on the phone. And they can say, well, my dad, man, my dad is present. My dad shows up. He works hard, uh, but he loves hard. Right? He's there for me. He's consistent. So, uh, being famous in your home is kind of uh, the, the 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 principle and concept that I kind of I stand on. Love that. Uh, loves hard. Definitely appreciate that. Now, how has becoming even a, a husband helped you in your business and your career? Ooh, man. <laughs> Just being, you know, having that partner with you on the business side, you know, my career side, confident where you can go to when you're stressed and there's a lot of stuff that you're holding. You need somebody to vent to. Having that partner there to to, to be there and um, comfort you is uh, has been huge. But also, you know, I believe, especially like in your wives, like the more you let them know, you more them get involved and more, the more you allow them to be a part of the journey, their gifts can be an asset to your business because some things, some of my blind spots, like my wife, if I tell her about what, some of the things that are going on, she's been like, yeah, I don't think that's right. That don't sound right. That don't feel right to me. Like that guy that you were talking to, I don't think you should work with them. Like I feel something like I'm trusting her intuition. I'm trusting her discernment. It's like, you know, because nine times out of 10, she right. And if I go ahead and do it against what she said, it's like, well, I, you know, I found out down the road. It's like, yeah, you were right. And, you know, I should have made that. I should have listened to you. So they can be a great value add. Absolutely. Man, we're getting close to the end here and we're going to enter into the speed round. Okay. So the speed round is I'm going to ask you a question. You answer with one or 
close to one word in uh, answering the question. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. All right. First question. Bar of soap or shower gel? Shower gel. What is a motto you live by? I would say greatness grows best in the shadows. Who is your favorite football player? Barry Sanders. Also your favorite team? Uh, Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. What's your favorite city to live in during your football career? Ooh, Houston. What is your favorite thing to do during the summertime? Hang with the family, vacation with the family. If you had to describe hustle clean in one word, what would that be? Oh, hustle clean is relentlessly pursuing your dream or goal without compromising your health. Man, that's good. I got to write that down. <laughs> um, name someone who inspires you and why. Ooh. So, Pete. I'll say my, my, my parents. It's easy for me. Just uh, the work ethic that they showed me early on, uh, putting in the time in, the work, discipline, the commitment to provide for us on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, those, that's, a, that's an easy pick. Excellent. What's your favorite subject in school growing up or what was? Ooh, I'll say geography. What's currently in your gym bag besides hustle cleaning? Uh, I would say a jump rope. Okay. What are some of the ways you practice self-care yourself? Ooh, some uh, workout, prayer, meditation. Uh, yeah, Netflix. <laughs> Good stuff. I want to thank you, Justin, for set for being on the hit show. But before we end, I want you to just really share with the transitional audience of players and the people who work with them. Mm -hmm. You know, what is some advice you could give to an athlete who needs to make that transition and also the support people behind them to help them? What would be some of your last words of advice if you could? Sure. I, you know, I'll give at least some encouragement for both that apply to both. I would say just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive. Um, a lot of us are busy doing a lot of different things uh, for work or for that transition. Um, we're going to different meetings. We're, um, you know, doing different workshops. We are, you know, doing whatever tasks that we can to help achieve that goal. But sometimes we have to use discernment and be wise about how we give our time and who we give our time to, because you could be spinning the wheel on certain things. Um, you could be having meetings that should be emails. Um, you could be, you know, uh, traveling to go on, uh, do these workshops or paying money and use your resources that you could be saving um, for other things that, that is going to have a greater impact on your future. Um, uh, instead of, you know, you know, going to these seminars, you could be reading uh, a book, uh, listening to podcasts. And I think just because we're in the side of, host, of this hustle culture that you think you just got to be doing more and more and more and more, but you got to be doing the right things, right? You got to be doing more of the right things and being efficient with your time. So that's what I would say. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive. So find ways that you're doing being productive by being useful with your time. Well said. Well said. I, f I feel like I've been to uh, a seminar myself today. I feel like I had a, a hybrid of a workshop, a training, a coaching, a program all in one. Man, you are phenomenal. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and you epitomize what we're trying to accomplish at Pro to CEO, which is to help athletes be the CEO of their life. 
um, to help executives also be that person in their lives that they know they need to be to have the balance and have the, uh, like you said, intentionality to be, you know, who they are called to be. So we want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin, for set, for being on the hit show today and the University of Florida. Um, we would love to stay in touch with you. So share with us how we can support you, consume your products, et cetera. Where can we find you on the platforms and where can we find your product? Yeah, you can find me on all social media channels, you know, from Instagram to threads to Twitter, uh, at Jay Forsett, uh, there on LinkedIn, um, just find under my name, Justin Forsett. Hustle Clean, you can find anywhere, Amazon, uh, Target, Big Sporting Goods, REI, uh, Orange Theory Fitness. You can find us in a number of places. So uh, please go out and support. So in closing, we say thank you once again for allowing Protoceo to bring the hit show on this platform of Athlete Plus Podcast Network and Institute of Coaching Excellent partner with us in the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida. I'm Kevin Carr, uh, host of the show, but I'm also the CEO of Protoceo, and we curate all things in the transition space in sports and entertainment for athletes, artists, and executives. So is there a need in the industry for an individual group, please feel free to reach out to us. And if you know an athlete or organization that's in need of transitional assistance, contact us by going to protoceo.com and clicking contact. The Protoceo excuse me, the hit show does not end without our guests, with our signature outro. So Justin, would you just say for us, I'm Justin Forsett and you've just heard my many transitions on the hit show. Take it away. Hi, I'm Justin Forsett and you just heard my many transitions on the hit show. (laughs) Thanks, Justin. We appreciate you and we appreciate our listeners. And thank you on behalf of the University of Florida for being on the hit show. Be sure to listen to all our episodes from NBA players to executives to artists to uh, researchers, etc. In the transition space, you'll learn so many things. Everybody should download this podcast and save it because you learn things about Things that are often right in plain sight, but because we don't always pay attention to them, we've been able to bring it out through our podcast and create valued content and the skill of transition that everyone will need at some point in their life. Thank you for being on the show and listening today. Take care and be well, Justin Forsett. Much success to you and the Hustle Clean family. This podcast is a production of Athlete Plus, the people, stories, and science behind elite athletes and teams. Athlete Plus is the official podcast network of the Institute for Coaching Excellence, a research, education, and outreach center in the College of Health and Human Performance at the University of Florida. The Institute for Coaching Excellence offers various online certificate programs and degrees in partnership with the Department of Sport Management. Learn more today at coaching.hhp.ufl.edu.